It's just been an endless cycle for these Warriors games. We got Steph dropping amazing numbers, somehow being costed at the end by his teammates. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catching Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, with my Splash Bro co-host, Zach. I was okay with the Cavs game. It was unexpected. But the Celtics game, we'll get on to that later, but... um. Zach, it was like probably three hours ago since uh, the game ended. Um, first impressions of the game before we analyze and recap that game. I mean, the first half was great, in my opinion. Um, we had Steph hitting circus shots. Second unit was playing pretty well. Um, and then all went down from hill from there. I got to give props to Jason Tatum. He's yeah, props, turned props into a young... Uh, star in this league, and I think Celtics got real good duo um, with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, even though Jalen Brown wasn't playing tonight, but um, Jason Tatum and Steph were throwing haymakers. 42 points for Jason Tatum, 47 for Steph. It was a great game. It was a great game. Great game, but not the outcome the Warriors wanted, unfortunately. And with that, to start off episode 33, without further ado, let's get started. All right, so first game that we'll be recapping is the Warriors versus Cavs. You know, the five, no, it's like the four-year rivalry. Warriors versus Cavs, a storied finals matchup. Uh, obviously, it's not the LeBron Cavs, it's the Colin Sexton Cavs. So Warriors came in, they took care of business, um, had to take care of what it was done. They had 33 points. Um, Steph kind of struggled a little bit, but he, you know, still put up 33 points, which was still impressive on 413 shooting. But the real deal has to be the second unit, my brother. You know, um, first and foremost, we got JTA, my man. Like, this guy deserves a guaranteed contract. There's no if, and, or but. He deserves a guaranteed contract. 20 points. Yeah, uh, Juan Descano Anderson, 20 points. Um, this offseason, he should be on the team next year, no question. Um, he has a high basketball IQ, which some players on the Golden State Warriors do not have, unfortunately. Um, he's will find Steph Curry on the floor, which unfortunately some players on the Golden State Warriors cannot do. And yeah, tunnel vision, <laughs> um, he can shoot, he can play defense like in the Boston game tonight, which we'll get to. He can show the hustle. He can do the dirty work. He's, I don't know if I want to compare him to Dennis Rodman, but he's all over the floor. He does whatever needs to be done. Obviously Dennis Rodman is all time great. And he was probably six to seven inches taller than JTA, but. Got to respect the heart. I the just got to, res- yeah, exactly. I just got to respect the heart that JTA grows up in East Oakland. The Warriors are his hometown team, goes to Marquette, balls out for four years, doesn't get drafted, goes to Mexico to play. Then he chases his dream, gets a G League contract with the Santa Cruz Warriors. Warriors, obviously, last year, 
they did not play well without Steph for without Steph for most of the year. Clay out, um, and Draymond in and out of the lineup, and he got his chance to play. And I think this year he's secured a roster a spot, spot in the NBA. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No more going back to the J League for Juan Descano Anderson. And I think he's one of my favorite players on this team. I think I like him a lot. He's gritty, hard work, hard worker, and. I'm like a glue guy, kind of like someone like to exactly. kind of bring together this team when all And I think, down. yeah, I think if the Warriors, like we've said many times, it's probably, it's a win now, year next year, uh, the next few years. I think he should have a spot in this roster. I don't know if he'll get a lot of minutes, but I think he's a guy that you can plug into the rotation just to get a spark off the bench, provide some energy. If the Warriors are down Steve Kerr needs some energy on the floor, put JTA in. Um, but he's definitely secured a roster in the NBA. It's the secure, secured a spot on an NBA roster in the NBA. I don't think he's ever going back to the G League. Yeah. Uh, apologies if I did not mention the score. The Warriors won 119 to 101. Um, your thoughts on Jordan Poole? I feel like he's like better at the whole backup point guard. I feel like. Um, he's kind of starting to find rhythm. Um, he kind of struggled a little bit the past few games. Um, give me your take on that. Um, your the Jordan Poole stuff. I feel like he's kind of, I don't know, like doing all right. Um, trying to find a groove, I guess. That's what he's trying to do. Not sure. Yeah, I, like I said before, I think he's overthinking it a lot. I think he's he just needs to pull up and shoot. No need to look at the pass first. If you have the open shot, just shoot it. I think he provided a good spark off the bench against Boston. He had 12 points, I believe. Um, but once again, I think he secured a spot on this. I think he should be on this spot on this roster next year. If he's if he's a backup guard to sit behind Steph, or I just think him and JTA deserve a spot in the roster. They've proven that they deserve that. And Jordan Poole went down to the G League worked his butt off and came up here and he's proved it. Um, and I think he proved that in that game against Utah at home where they uh, beat the Jazz on that Sunday afternoon game. And Steve Kerr put him in the fourth quarter crunch time minutes and he shined oh, in yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I think, J- like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think both JTA and Jordan Pools should have a roster spot on the Warriors next year. That's just my opinion. Somewhere on the bench at least. All right, so we got the emergence of the second unit, and we got the star-studded performance in our next game. The Warriors versus the Celtics, Saturday prime time. Um, It was an amazing game from both sides, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Sadly, the Warriors fell in a close game, 119-114, led by Steph Curry. Amazing, amazing performance, uh, 47 points. Um, Obviously, he's got that 11-19 shooting from the field uh, from three. Uh, there was kind of a scary stuff where he kind of twisted his left ankle. And as you know, Steph's, you know, had that ankle problem. So hope that he's good. He's good. But, um, you know, overall, um, it was a good game from the start. But um, there was like a few minutes, like towards the end of the first, the beginning of the second, where uh, the Warriors had a 16-point lead and it kind of slipped away. And I feel like that was kind of like the momentum shift, I feel like, Zach. Um it was yeah. like they had the was, momentum. Yeah, I think it was 66 to 50, and then it all crumbled. And then I think it may not have been 66 to 50. or. I think it was like something like that. 
I think it was 66 to 60 at halftime, but somewhere in between there, they had a 16 point lead. And I think Baysborn turned the ball over twice and uh, Boston got some uh, fast break points. And then Jason Tatum took over in the second half, and it was Jason Tatum back and forth with Steph. Versus Steph for Curry, yeah. Um, throughout the third and fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, it was a great game. I think we said that already. But there was a couple plays that it just comes down to execution. Um, you know, we got the Baysmore missed free throws. Um, obviously, he, did, he played great. There's no doubt about it. Um, but when it came to crunch time, uh, Baysmore just couldn't make free throws when it counted the most. And we got Draymond missing a layup to tie the game. Um, he missed it, which uh, forced, uh, I think, I think the Celtics got a three out of that. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. But, um, you know, when it comes to close games, it's all about the margins. It's all about execution. It's all about the right play. Um, the Warriors couldn't do that. I mean, you got Steph, like, having these amazing impossible shots, but somehow it gets uh, shadowed by um, some of the bad plays um, that were made in the end. It kind of reminded me, Zach, of, like, the Dallas game or, like, the Dallas game where Steph dropped 57 and, uh, you know, plays at the end uh, costed the game. But it wasn't on Steve Curry. It was not on Steve Curry. It was just execution. Brother, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's not on Steve Kerr whatsoever. Um, I think Steve's done a good job executing these past couple games. I think a lot of these four wins were because of Steve Kerr's ex- Steve Kerr's play calling and Steve Kerr's rotation. Him putting different guys in different rotations. I, th- it's not his fault whatsoever because the Warriors were down. I think they were down two, and they got a wide open layup with Draymond. He missed it. That's a perfect play call by Steve Kerr. That would have tied the game. Um, I don't know if they're down four or two. I can't remember. They but were that down two. They were down yeah. two. I remember. That would have that would have tied the game, and that was Steve Kerr's play call. So he got Draymond Green wide open. Draymond um, missed the layup. layup, but Kemp Azemar also missed two free throws. It it was another one of those games where it was, you could say it was the Warriors' tenth worst loss of the year, um, but. It's on. It's tough because the Warriors were on a four win, game. And it's yeah. tucked away. Sorry to four it, game it was winning like that. streak. It was like that. Yeah, four game winning streak, and then you try to you have a game against Boston and Philly. You kind of want to split split one of those. And now you, I wouldn't say you threw away the Boston game, but you lost that one in a heartbreaker, and now you're going against the best team in the East. One of the the first place team in the Eastern Conference, who's probably neck and neck with Brooklyn, but yeah. um, and now you got to decide if you want to put Steph out there with a injured ankle, and now JTA is out because he's in the concussion protocol, so you won't have him for a couple games. If you want, if you want to do Steve Kerr special, and if you want to chase a win in that game, personally, if I hard. was Steve Kerr, I'd probably sit Steph. You're even with Steph, I, I don't without know. a big man, and you're most likely playing small ball. You're probably going to lose by double digits, honestly. Yeah, going to guard Joel Embiid, Kevin Looney. You're going to get bullied. Get Kevin bullied Lo- in the paint. Kevin Looney, 
no disrespect to Kevon, but I don't think he can handle Joel Embiid for four quarters. Uh-uh. I agree with you. And who else is guarding him off the bench? There's not a second big man on this roster. Dude, that would Alan Smilagic. Alan Smilagic, bro. That would probably be JTA. And JTA, JTA isn't playing. So Joel Embiid's going to put up 40 most likely. But um, Bet the over if you're uh, betting on Joel Embiid. Bet the over on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I just wanted to back up um, to the Celtics game. Um, where It kind of started off with the Ken Bazemore free throws. Um, if you're all here just listening to the voice and didn't watch the game, it was 109 to 108. Kent Bazemore had two free throws. Um, he missed them both. Um, you know, if he made him, would have been a 111 108 lead with three point lead. So you have that cushion with a minute left. Uh, but since uh, Bazemore uh, did not make it, uh, Marcus Smart, uh, Smart um, took advantage of that and hit a three, you know, which causes, you know, uneasiness and anxiety amongst the team or like, you know, how can we execute? And, you know, this team has not been doing great with execution towards the end. We saw that with the Spurs game where Draymond decided to heave a half-court shot. We saw that with the Charlotte game where Draymond had double technicals. Um, You know, I can go on and on about, like, the missed executions, but I'm not going to do that. Um, It's just another game where um, they played great against a good team, and they just kind of threw it away. That's just the end of the story right there. Um, I guess that's just it, honestly. Just – Lack of execution, um, to be honest. Um, I mean, they played a great game. I just, I'm not going to take that away from the Warriors. That's just um, who could execute down the stretch. And I think I already said that already, but um, they did not execute down the stretch. So can we see them execute? I have no idea. As Zach said, we're probably, the Warriors are probably going to get, you know, killed, you know, by Joel Embiid. Um, So Take that with a grain of salt, but we are not optimistic here at the Catch and Dubs podcast, Zach. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's my two cents on that. Yeah, so the Warriors have the Sixers on Monday, then they got the Wizards on Wednesday in Washington. So you probably split those two games, hopefully, but with how Washington's playing, um, who knows? Who knows? That could be a loss, um, but. And then I think that's the end of the road trip. Let me pull it up really quick. Then you have the Nuggets at home. Um, you've beaten the Nuggets before, so I still think JTA would be out for that. So that could go either way. But then you have the Kings at home, which should should be a win. Um, the Kings have been struggling, so I, I expect them to win that. And then I think after these next three games, you could see the Warriors going on a serious run, like Steve Kerr has said. I think – they got the Kings and the Mavs and the Timberwolves and the Rockets and the Pelicans and the Thunder and the, and Thunder. the Jazz and the Suns and the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. And that's a good stretch. Like, and that's a, and you got three playing teams that you're going to have to play in the next 15 games to finish the season. So I think it, I, there's a lot of winnable games to, and I don't see the Warriors not making the play in tournament. I think they're going to make the play in tournament. Do I think they're going to slide down to seven where the Mavericks are? No. Do I it's think hard. they're going to be hard? I think it's going to be eight, nine, or 10. The Mavs are like 30 and 25, I think. And the Warriors I mean, if are. Dallas slides. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but yeah. if Dallas slides and, you know, um, the Warriors just keep winning, it could happen. Um, but it's a really a long shot. Uh, sorry, Zach, but I totally agree with you. But 
it's eight or eight, nine or ten, as you said. Um, I agree, I agree with that. Yeah, the Warriors are currently three games behind the Mavs, two games behind um, the Grizzlies, and they're currently um, tied with the Spurs for the ninth spot. They're both 28 and 29. So both the Spurs and Warriors are three games behind the Mavs and two games behind the Pelican, or two games behind the Grizzlies. The Oh, the Spurs overtook the Pelican spot a couple of days ago. So Warriors got a lot of work ahead of them. Um, JTA's concussion protocol. I think the NBA concussion protocol, you're probably missing three to four games. Let me look up the length of that. But yeah, like um, the touch on the playing game, it's probably, it's probably guaranteed. Well, I don't want to jinx myself, but it's probably likely um, that the Warriors are going to be in the playing game. I really doubt that they're even going to touch the sixth seed. Like it's, you know, if like, if the stars align, yeah, I could see seventh seed, but um, I would say bet like the best would be a seventh seed. Well, you know, the worst could be a 10th seed. Um, and um, I just, that's where I think um, right now, um, were like the win total, maybe 38, 38, 39, just to be in the playing tournament. But I'm not so sure. That's probably just a guess on my end. But it all just comes down to can you win down the stretch? That's all it is. So, uh, Zach, you got that concussion protocol day number because I feel like JTA is such a huge asset on this team. But that him being out is going to hurt this team a lot. Yeah. Um, without a doubt, he's not gonna, you're not gonna have a spark coming off the bench. Um, I think the Warriors second unit will struggle. Um, I think he, JTA is a big part of that, that second unit success. Um, I think he also does play a little, little bit of key minutes with Draymond and Steph in the second quarter, um, and fourth quarter. So I think they'll miss that, uh, extremely. But I think the Warriors, it's all about surviving and advancing now. You just got to take one game at a time. Got to get a win one game at a time. And I think the Philly game's a write-off, in my opinion. I think the Wizards game stayed with them for 47 minutes and 30 seconds at home. I think they were leading the whole game. Yeah. And they blew it. Yeah, uh, you held Bradley Beal to under 25 points. So could Andrew Wiggins do that again if he guards him? Who knows? But um, Warriors got to take it one game at a time. I personally think they'll probably lose to Philly. I think it can go either way against Washington. I say one and two, honestly. I, think I feel go- like Washington has to be a must win, honestly. Like. Yeah. I think, you, up, I think you beat the I think three, yeah I think you beat the Nuggets once because Steph scores fifty seven, but I don't think you're going to beat them again. Honestly, well, yeah. Who knows? They don't have Jamal Murray, but Nikola I mean, Jokic could come out and put up forty five on their head. And who's going to guard Nikola Jokic? Too, the again? Nuggets are too deep. The Nuggets yeah. are too deep. They're just too deep on the bench, and you know they got a lot of people, a lot of good players around Jokic. So who knows? But I feel like. Um, that Washington game is going to be so crucial because I feel like you cannot go. If you can't, you can't come back home like you know 
three games under 500, in my opinion. You just can't. Um, I don't know, Zach. I feel like having that win against, you know, they should win. Like, they have to win. It's a must win, Zach. I don't know if you feel that same way, but I feel like that Washington game is such a must win. That, like, I don't know they if don't win. Yeah. I don't know I, if they don't win that. Win. I don't, but, you know. Um, yeah. Well, you if, know, like, if they lose these next three games, that puts them at 28 and 32. That's not good at all. I, I know it's not good whatsoever. It's not good whatsoever, but I'm just saying that puts them at 28 and 32. And then they have that stretch of like 12 games against under 500 teams besides the Suns. So, yeah, I, I, I see your point, but it's just, I feel like. And through just all those for momentum purposes throughout all those games, I could see them going eight and two, maybe in a 10 game stretch. They played the Thunder twice at home. That's two wins. Look how they controlled the game against the Thunder in Oklahoma City. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think the Warriors need to win the Washington game. you got to have – got to take one more win out of the road trip. Yeah, you can't end off a three – you can't end off the road trip on a three-game losing streak. That's just me. Uh, I don't know. How, I think – was it a six-game road trip or was it five? I can't remember. But you can't end off a road trip 0-3. On a three-game losing streak. I think that's just, you know, bad for the vibes. You know, that's what the season was all about in the beginning. Apart the vibes. And you don't want bad vibes going into your, you know, final stretch. So, you know, it's just getting the wins that they have to. And, you know, make, you know, the games that they're supposed to lose just competitive, I guess. But, yeah, that that's all that it is. Yeah. All right. That's it. I think that will conclude episode number 33 of the Catching Dubs podcast. Make sure you check us out on all platforms. Um, Leave a review. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. I do that all the time to other podcasts. Make sure you give us the due diligence. Uh, Make sure you follow us on our Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod, on Twitter at Dubs Pod. And Make sure you check out the Warriors on Monday night at 7.30 Eastern time, 4.30 Pacific Standard Time, where the Warriors take on the Philadelphia 76ers and the MVP. I think the MVP candidate that's the leader and then be MVP race, Joel Embiid. Oh, yeah, I think Joel Embiid's got the MVP in the bag, personally. But do you think so? Because he missed, like, 20 games, right? Yeah. I mean, it's either Jokic or Embiid. That's just my opinion. But I agree with that. They'll be playing the top two MVP candidates in the same week. So, yeah. Uh, Embiid and then Jokic. So, they got a test against them ahead of themselves. Would have been great for James, but sadly he's injured. Yeah. All right. And I think that'll do it. All right. Thanks y'all for listening. See y'all later.